like last year Chris Judge got a seven minute acceptance speech but Sam Lake or someone from Larian got like even less than three minutes to talk about Hideo Kojima who you spent on or 10 to 15 minutes on just Hideo Kojima and he didn't even talk anything about the game don't spend so much time on that spend more time on the awards because that's the title of your show <laughs> Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of Behind the Voice, where I'll be answering some of your questions that you had for the podcast or for me. And I'll be taking a look at some of your Spotify comments and reading it out as well. Along with that, I'll be talking about the Game Awards that happened a couple of weeks ago, as well as the awards that I hosted. That is a Game Fest Game Awards earlier this week, actually. As, for, as per recording right now, it was done last night uh, so thank you so much guys for joining and thank you so much guys for listening and watching all of these episodes i just want to say before we get into it that uh, the podcast has reached over three hundred and fifty thousand views on youtube so if you're watching if you've watched any episode on youtube thank you so much for taking your time and watching those episodes i hope you guys really enjoyed it and on spotify over three thousand people have listened to the episodes or to the podcast in general. So thank you so much for doing that. That is amazing. Thank you all of you who listen to these episodes on Spotify. I appreciate it. I always love your comments, whether it's on YouTube or on Spotify. There are uh, some few few comments I saw on Spotify as well. So I really appreciate your comments. So please do send it. Please keep commenting on the episode, whether you like it. If you want to talk about anything about the guest, about the game, about the actor, about the character, you can feel free to do so in the comments. Spotify has that as well. You can scroll down and comment as well. And on YouTube, uh, feel free feel free to share your comment as well. I, would, I love reading them and I love replying to the comments. If you take a look at this year alone, this year the podcast has grown from having five guests to almost 50 guests. It's incredible to see how many people I got to talk to, amazing artists, amazing creators, and amazing talented actors. I got to share their story. So I am really grateful that they gave me the opportunity to talk to them and share their story. I'm so grateful that I got to talk to so many amazing actors from Baldur's Gate 3, which is like the game of the year for a lot of people. It won the game of the year in the Game Awards. It also won the game of the year or ultimate game of the year in Golden Joystick Awards. And the, the award show that I hosted, that was Game Fest Game Award. It also won the Game of the Year award over there. Now, I will say there will be two more guests coming to this podcast before this year ends. So definitely stay tuned. And one of them is going to be from Baldur's Gate 3. And the other one is going to be from Apex Legends. So stay tuned because it's going to be lovely to share their story with you. All right, let's jump into answering some of your questions. The first question is coming from Ant. You know who you are. Uh, what has been one of your absolutely memorable video games? Um, it's that is very hard to answer on what are my memorable video games, but the one game that I absolutely love and adore and has always been I I love talking about it is The Last of Us. The Last of Us has always been there on my sort of number one when it comes to video games. It gave me everything that I never expected a game can give. Um, whether it's Last of One, Last of Us Part One or Last of Us Part Two. Especially Last, Last of Us Part Two, which I absolutely love. Probably one of the best games I ever played in my life. Um, and I know for everybody is different. For everybody, it might be a completely different game, a completely different genre. For some people, it might be Red Dead Redemption 2. For some people, it might be some other game, maybe Witcher 3. But for me, it was Last of Us Part Two, and I really, really enjoyed that game. It, it's, it just is a very different tone. It sets the characters differently. It 
tells the story very differently. There were some bold choices made by the director and the writer to change the story or to take the story in a certain direction. And I really like it. Obviously, it could have been improved. There could be some scenes that could have been placed in a different time. But apart from that, I think the main story, the main focus and how the story was supposed to be or how the story is, I really love it. It's just amazing. And I love the fact that they took this chance, they took this risk to do the story the way that they want it. Obviously, there's a lot of backlash on this. And uh, there's a lot of things happening with The Last of Us as well, where uh, there was a multiplayer mode or multiplayer game specifically made, just like Last of Us Factions. But unfortunately, that got cancelled, which is unfortunate um, uh, because they were working on it for a few for a while. But now it has been cancelled. A lot of developers were talking about it on on Twitter and and social media, and they were devastated by the news. But I'm happy that Naughty Dog is working on single player games because that's where they are more um, have the strong suit. That's the strongest suit, and they have. Factions, while it was good, it wasn't as great as a single-player game. So I'm happy that they're working on single-player games. They said that they have multiple single-player games in the works. I'm not so sure if Last of Us is one of them, but I do know, speaking of Last of Us, I do know a lot of people are like, oh, Last of Us is getting churned, it's getting milked so much because we had Last of Us Part 2, then Last of Us Part 1 came on PS5, then it came on PC, then Last of Us Part 2 is getting a remaster, which is coming on PS5, which I assume eventually will come on PC. So I know that's a lot of Last of Us, <laughs> and we had a Last of Us TV show. I know that's a lot of Last of Us, but I'm just happy that uh, a lot of people get to play the game um, and more and more. So, And I know pricing and all that stuff, that comes in a different conversation altogether. But I'm just happy that people get the chance to play it. So if you haven't played Last of Us, I would highly recommend you to play Last of Us. Question by Heal, please Heal. Uh, what are some names you would love to get on your Behind the Voice podcast that you haven't gotten yet? Uh, there's a lot. There's literally a lot of actors uh, or voice actors, as you can say, yeah, that I want to get to talk to. Um, a lot of them. There's Troy Baker. I love his his portrayal as Joel. He played Joker in Batman: Arkham Origins. So I, I'm like, there's a lot of different characters. To be honest, I I love that guy. I would love to have an opportunity to talk to. Uh, Troy Baker, Laura Bailey is another person I would love to talk to. Ashley Johnson is another person. There's so many. It's very hard to name everyone. Yuri Lowenthal. I've been I've been wanting to talk to him for a long time. Yuri and Naji. These two people played Peter Parker and Miles Morales in the Spider-Man games. I really, really want to talk to them. Matt Mercer is another dude that I would love to talk to, not because of his amazing hair, but also because of his amazing voice. I, I love that guy and I would love to talk to him. Christopher Judge from God of War. I would love to talk to him if I get the opportunity. He is such a like bold man, large, intimidating for sure for me. But uh, I would love to share his story. I would love to talk to him. Love to have him on, have him on the podcast. Uh, there's a lot of actors. I cannot name everybody right now because I, I will definitely miss out a lot of them. But there's lots and lots of actors. Some of them are big actors. And I do not know if I can reach out to them. Uh, the names that I just mentioned, I I cannot reach out to them, which is, which is unfortunate. But I hope one day... Fingers crossed that I get to talk to them. Uh, there are a lot of developers that I would love to talk to. And uh, whether it's, uh, there are a lot of developers I would love to talk to as well. Uh, Sam Lake from Remedy Games. I've been a fan of his ever since Max Payne 2. So going back all the way there, uh, I know Max Payne, he was Max Payne in Max Payne 1. But uh, I would love to talk to him. He's such an amazing dude. I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy that uh, the, him and his team were able to make Alan Wake 2. Uh, make it possible and have a musical in it that is so cool so Sam Lake is one of them Neil Druckmann uh, this, uh, the head of Naughty Dog I would love to talk to him what a visionary in my opinion in my eyes I would love to talk to that guy 
Uh, Todd Howard, why not? Todd Howard is <laughs> the sweet little Isaac, as, as everybody says. Todd Howard, I'd love to have him. Hideo Kojima is a big name, I know, but these are big names. But Hideo Kojima is another person I would love to talk to. And to be honest, another person that I just, just want to reach out and talk to is, would be Jeff Keighley. Believe it or not, I, I love Jeff Keighley, uh, what he did and how him as a host, as a journalist, whatever, um, I, I love the work he does and I love the confidence he has and I love that his love for games is so bold and bright. And I just want to talk to him, share his story as well. So I would love to have all these people. There's a lot of names, but these are all big names. Um, and they obviously do not have all the time in the world to, to give their time to me. So it's going to be super hard to ever reach out to them. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep trying and I'll, I would love to have them on the show if that is at all possible. So I'm just keeping it out there. Hopefully that happens. Question for Kyle. If you can select one video game from the past to remaster, which, what would it be and for what system? Uh, if you can select one game from the past to remaster, oh man, that's, that would be... Wow, that's gonna be hard to pick. Uh, one of the one of the games I actually would love to see remastered, which actually is getting a remaster, uh, not exactly remastered, remake of sorts, is uh, Max Payne. Max Payne Two. I would love to see that as a remake, and it's happening. It's, the Max Payne Two remake is actually happening. That's probably the one game that I can get uh, on the top of my head right now is Max Payne. Max Payne Two is just one of my favorite games when I started playing games. Max Payne Two was it. Like it was one of those games. Um, it was probably one of the one of the games that I actually cared about. Uh, one of the games, one of the shooting games that I actually cared about. But I cared about Max Payne. I cared about everybody in the in the in the game. The storytelling was very unique, and the way they have comic strips coming up, the voice of of Max Payne, uh, all of that, and the music. I discovered poets of the fall from there. So there's a lot of cool moments that I received from Max Payne Two. So I'm I'm happy that Max Payne Two is getting a remake. Uh, and obviously Max Payne, the IP is of Rockstar. So Remedy is working out with Rockstar to make the remakes. Hopefully it's, it's as good as the original and uh, it just improves and improves and makes the quality better and makes it on today's standards and is at the same standard as the same level as that of Alan Wake 2. So I, I would love to have that. And what system? I think I would love to be it in any at any system, PC, Xbox, PS5, why not? At all systems. I don't have a system preference. But sure, Alan Wake 2, since I, I know, I'm sorry, Alan Wake 2, I don't know why I said that, but I know that uh, it's an action shooter game, especially for Max Payne 2. I am a sucker for controller. I cannot play shooting with controllers. It's very hard to aim. I have played Horizon Forbidden West and the God of Wars and uh, all those games and Last of Us as well on a controller. Uh, Last of Us is probably the one which is close to shooting because you do shoot in Last of Us. So uh, I am just very hard. It's horrible. I am horrible at it. I did play Resident Evil Village too in, in, uh, in PS5 or PS4, it was very bad. So I would highly, uh, I would love for the game to come out on PC first and can, can get on PS5. But hey, PS5, PC, uh, I love to play in any system. But I want to say thank you for all the questions uh, that you guys sent. Uh, these are some big questions and these require some long answers. So I'm, apologies for giving long answers on these because I'm really passionate about some of the questions that, that these three people have asked. So thank you for asking these questions. If you have any questions at any point in time about the show, about YouTube, uh, about, about making videos, whatever it is about video games in general, let me know in the comments. I would love to know your questions. I would love to know your thoughts. I would love to answer them at least once a month in a special video every single month. I would love to answer that. Or maybe every two months. Whenever I get the time, I would love to answer your questions. It would be amazing. I love responding and reading your comments. So definitely, uh, if you have something, please let me know. 
The next thing I want to read out is some of your comments from Spotify. So everybody who listened on Spotify, thank you so much for doing so. I know there are four comments specifically from Asterian's voice actor, Neil Newman, or actor, Neil Newman. Uh, that I got to talk to. So Neil Newbin's episode, which has, which is actually the most watched episode in my podcast, I think over close to 2000 views just for that episode. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, I just want to read out some of the comments. Uh, Ozzy uh, said, uh, I couldn't be happier to hear this. I literally love Neil so much. I love Neil too. He's amazing. Um, Callie said, I love this. I love this. Oh my God. Sophie said, totally delighted to hear about such an interesting inside view to voice acting, especially as a big fan of Baldur's Gate character Starion and admire Neil Newman truly appreciating it. Uh, Rosie, Roses for Rosie says, I love this with the heart emoji. Thank you all of you guys for, for commenting. These are amazing comments. Uh, my One of my biggest uh, reasons as well to have these episodes out is I want to tell everybody how voice acting in general is, how acting in video game is general, uh, generally is. I know there's a big debate all the time whether actors should be called voice actors or they should be called actors in video games specifically because everybody's just jumping to voice actors. But to be honest, everybody who acted in Baldur's Gate 3 were actors. Everybody who acted in The Last of Us are actors because they had full performance capture, full performance capture from top to bottom. Uh, they had to wear suits and they had to have a helmet and all. So it was just not their voice. It was literally how they were performing. So body movements, hand gestures, uh, facial expressions, all of it was recorded. So they were acting. Uh, games like Baldur's Gate 3, Last of Us, Red Dead Redemption 2, GTA 5. All these games required, not I, I don't know about GTA 5, but all these games required them to have full motion body, full body motion capture. Even Resident Evil games have that. So uh, all these games, Spider-Man 2, uh, there's so many games that has these full, uh, you know, motion body, uh, you know, captures and all that stuff, even God of War. Uh, I will keep on telling names as I talk about it. But uh, so it's important to know that they're actors first. Uh, so it's better to tell them as they're actors and not voice actors in video games. However, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast, as I was talking about earlier, is to share the stories of how they do acting in video games, how acting is done in video games, how, uh, how from a person's you know, point of view, how it all looks like, what does an actor do specifically for video games, because it's quite different than that of movies, uh, unless the movie is completely VFX and completely like, unless it's a Marvel movie. I think there are some, some of the stuff are the same. Um, I would still, there are some on-set locations that these people go to. However, in video games, you don't go to on-set locations. It's all done inside of volume. So white walls, one small space, sometimes not even white walls. So it's a small space or a big space, but it's an indoor studio. And it's all, all shot in there. So I'm, I'm glad that I can share these stories. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it so much, especially for Asterians. Uh, actor Neil Newbin. There's so many actors that I got to talk to. Devura Wilde, Neil Newbin, Samantha Beard, uh, Amelia Tyler, Emma Gregory, Helen Keeley, uh, all these people that I got to talk to from Baldur's Gate. There's one more coming. Um, and I'm, I'm super grateful that I got to talk to all of them and share the stories and to all the other actors. Uh, you know, I'm so happy that I, that I talked to Graham, Graham Phillips from Marvel Spider-Man 2. It was amazing talk. Mark Rolston from Marvel Spider-Man 2. Brilliant. So uh, there's so many more coming and definitely would love to talk to even more and more. Uh, just getting one thing out there, Alan Wake 2. I just would love to have someone from Alan Wake 2. Il Calvilli, Matthew Peretta, uh, you know, uh, Millennial Liebert, the actors to come upon and be a part of this podcast. I'd be lovely to have them uh, talk about Alan Wake 2. Uh, one, of my, one of my favorite games, really. All right, with that, let's move on to the Game Awards that happened not so long ago. The Game Awards, obviously hosted by Jeff Keighley, probably the biggest award show in terms of video games as compared to like all the award show, Game Awards show 
for video games is probably the biggest one. Uh, before that, we had Golden Joystick Awards, which is absolutely f- amazing to watch. But if you really see the Game Awards is that one show which a lot of more people tune into, even though that Game Awards is not about awards. And I know there has been controversies going on and it's wildly obvious and it's wildly fair that uh, all the awards this year, specifically all the awards, there was first of all, not many awards were presented on the stage. There's a lot less awards presented on the stage and not everybody got the enough amount of time to have an acceptance speech. Feels like it was even less than the Oscars. Uh, So they didn't even get like five minutes of the time. It was like even less than that. Uh, The music would start rolling and obviously everybody has seen this. Wrap this up, please. Things have come up on, on, on online everywhere. So those never get hidden. And it's just annoying to see that all these people who worked on these games and uh, who are getting these awards. These are the people who are winning these awards because they made the games. They helped make uh, making the games. And they're getting so less time to provide an acceptance speech, thank every people, thank every member, you know, uh, um, tell, tell them about who they lost while making this game, all that stuff. It's just annoying that they didn't get the amount of time that they should have gotten. Uh, like last year, Chris Judge got a seven-minute acceptance speech, but Sam Lake or, or someone from Larian got like even less than three minutes to talk about. Uh, how, who they lost, the cinematic director, how they lost them, and and talk, thank everybody. They didn't, they couldn't do it. He had to come on Twitter and uh, have a full on thread, which is just sucks. You know, it's it's supposed to be an award show at first, and then world premieres, and then music. Um, but it's apparently awards is taken as like the, the secondary option or secondary thing in an award show, which doesn't make sense. Uh, I've seen like uh. According to IGN, like 14% of the show was awards. I could be wrong, but a lot less percent of the of the show was awards, and more than 50% of it was world premieres and trailers and showcases. Um, and I understand, like the Game Awards, uh, the the idea of Game Awards is to host the award show, but not only awards, but also showcase new games that's coming up, so have world premieres and all that stuff, and also some performances based on music. I understand. Make it an entertaining show instead of just being an award show. Because quite frankly, if you say Golden Joystick Awards, which is a complete award show only, like only awards, nothing else happens. Sometimes one or two world premieres, but only awards. Uh, Not a lot of people watch that. There are still a lot of people there, but it will not get uh, 11 million views as the Game Awards does. It probably gets like around 200,000 views. Uh, So not a lot of people watch it. But the Game Awards, a lot of people watch it because of the reason, not only for the awards, but also the fact that there are world premieres. They will get to see new games. They'll get to see new announcements, surprise announcements, all that stuff. And people love for that. People love to see that. And Jeff Kelly knows it. And that's why the Game Awards exist in that way. However, with that being said, I think they need to make sure and, and to make this award show either longer. You know, I know the award shows are determined that they should be three hours or three to four hours long, make it longer. They should be longer than three to four hours long. Uh, and if the, if you cannot make it longer, then make sure that the world premiere stuff is less. Don't give too much time on someone like Hideo Kojima, who you spent on seven to 10 minutes or 10 to 15 minutes on just Hideo Kojima. And he didn't even talk anything about the game. So don't spend so much time on that. Spend more time on the awards because that's the title of your show. <laughs> it's a game awards. Spend more time on awards. Spend 60% of the time on awards. Have I, I would say have all the awards presented on the stage. While there are 30 awards, some of the awards doesn't matter to be on stage. Like I, I would say all the content creation stuff should not be on stage because while well, it is great, but you know, it should not be on stage, in my opinion. But try to have all the awards 
in one stage at the in the same stage like have all presented so that everybody gets the opportunity to accept have the accept acceptance words uh or have the acceptance speech being said over there there you go that's the word um but yeah i, I would love to have that change that's one of the things that everybody was complaining about and it's unfortunate because this year we didn't get to see so much uh, all the people who worked on the game so hard, especially with the fact that now we know that there's so many layoffs happening from all these studios and it keeps on happening. Embracer Studios just did layoffs this month, right before Christmas. So that's in insane. And there's ha has been so many layoffs from, from, from Destiny 2 uh, studio as well. From so many studios, there have been layoffs. And so especially with these layoffs, developers, you know, not having their jobs anymore. It's very important to celebrate the work that they did, but the Game Awards didn't. And it's just unfortunate. Although the award show was amazing, it was really fun, probably a better award show than last year, in my opinion, with, you know, not nonsense people coming in. But it, it just still was supposed to be a celebration of games and not just world premieres. And with that being said, obviously, there were all other stuff talked about how Timothy, uh, Timothy was there. I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce his last name. But uh, bringing in people from Hollywood uh, to be there, Simu Lu was talking about his broken leg. And while that was supposed to be funny, it went for too long. Matthew McConaughey came along and talked to, about his, you know, what he's doing and what the game he's doing, which is fine, but I felt like it took a little too long. Anthony Mackie presenting an award. It took way too long before he even presented an award. It felt like he didn't even want to be there and he was there for because he was doing that show. And it just felt odd. You know, Game Awards is trying to, or Jeff Keighley, I don't know who he is, but they're trying to bring Hollywood in. Whereas we know that it's better than Hollywood at this point in time. And I don't know why they want their acceptance. I don't, I don't know why they want their, oh, I don't, want, I don't know why they want their, you know, a thing to say like, hey, look at that. Games are great. You know, they are great. Everybody knows it. And, you know, it's just the games that we're making and the, uh, the amount of people it's touching. That's what gives Hollywood the impression of how games are nowadays. So it's not supposed to be the award shows that you're bringing in some wild actors or from Hollywood or directors from Hollywood. While it is good, but then keep, have, keep them have, you know, give them less, less time. The same amount of time you give it to everybody else presenting the award. So I think that's the most important thing. What are your thoughts about the Game Awards yourself? Do you think that it's a show that should continue the way it is? Or do you think that awards should be the number one focus? There should be world premieres, surely. But less of that and more of awards. What do you think? Let me know as well. And speaking of Game Awards, I hosted my own. That was called Game Fest Game Awards. It's a show that I streamed on my YouTube channel that you're watching this video on if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, but if you're listening on Spotify, I did this on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash Game in Madness is the name of the channel. Uh, G-A-M-I-N-M-A-D-N-E-S-S. That's the name of the channel. I did the stream over there. And the idea of Game Fest Game Awards was obviously to celebrate video games. But more importantly, more importantly raise funds for Project Hope. Uh, and their fundraiser, Power Up Mental Health which uh, they, this fundraiser would uh, allow the STEAM to give access to mental health care all around the world. And with everything that's happening in the world, with you know wars in Ukraine, with what's happening, attacks at Israel, and, and stuff that happens with people every day, people don't get, take care of their mental health. And especially the people who are suffering, it's very important for them to have the, the mental health care because 
uh, you know, it's very important. Mental health care is very important as it is healthcare at the, at the end of the day. And people don't realize that at some point. So I think Project Hope was such a big uh, uh, cause that I wanted to support. And so the Game First Game Awards was for that as well, to raise funds. And uh, the stream was able to raise $354 uh, overall. So that was pretty cool. And I'm really happy that we got to go there and reach that far. Uh, so thank you for everybody who donated and everybody who were a part of. Uh, I was able to bring in amazing guests, amazing actors like David Menken, who you may know as uh, Barnabas Dahmer in Final Fantasy 16 or um, in, from Valorant and from so, so many other games uh, that he has been a part of. So David Menken was there. John McLaren, he presented Game of the Year Award. He plays Star-Lord in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So he was there as well. Katie Bentz, who you may know as Steph from Life is Strange games, Life is Strange True Colors and Life is Strange Before the Storm. We also had Helen Keeley from Baldur's Gate 3 who presented the best RPG and announced that the winner of the best RPG was Baldur's Gate 3. So that was a pretty cool moment. Minji Chang, who I got to talk to as well, was in, as a guest. Uh, she did a small Q&A about herself and her work in Cyberpunk 2077. And as well as she was also the winner for the best actor in a supporting role. So she was very happy to have that award given to her. She did a small acceptance speech as well. Tommy L. Junkins was the one who presented that award, uh, in the best actor in a supporting role. Uh, and Tommy, Tommy L. Jenkins, you may know him as Die Hardman in Death Stranding and Jacob Kane in, in uh, Gotham Knights as well. So there's so many other, so many incredible people who came along. Adam J. Harrington uh, presented the Best Indie Award, Indie Game Award. You may know him as Sindri from God of War and God of War Ragnarok. Uh, some amazing, amazing people, uh, actors came along in the show and presented awards and, you know, declared the winners so that was amazing to have so it was amazing to see i was able to bring in some creators as well streamers as well into the show and they talked about their favorite games that they played this year and it was amazing it was one of those shows that i just wanted to do where i wanted to celebrate games give them awards even though it's not physical even though it's not done in a stage it was done inside my then right here was done virtually on a live stream, but I wanted to do that, celebrate games in the best way possible that I know that I can do and give an entertainment product as well. I was able to also showcase a brand new uh, exclusive footage of some kind from Dungeons of Hinterburg, the indie game, which I would love to have them on the podcast as well. Such a beautiful looking game. And there's so many indie games that I, I showcase as well. And so it was a wonderful show and I, I had a blast and I'm glad that a lot of people who watched it uh, enjoyed it. So Game Fest Game Awards is a thing that's going to happen every single year moving onwards or moving forwards. Uh, I'm going to try to make it as better and bigger as I can. Obviously, you know, in, in a confined space of my home or virtual world. So that is that. So I really had a good time and it was very fun to giving all these awards. We, have all, we had all around 380 people who voted for the Game Fest Game Awards. So a big thanks to all those people as well. Uh, so if you want to check it out, it's actually on my channel. You can still watch the full three and a half hour of the stream, uh, which includes awards, video game giveaways as well. So a lot of other things. So you can watch that there. Well, that's it. This is the shortest episode of Behind the Voice. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for all the questions that you guys gave and for all the comments that you keep on giving on Spotify as well. Continue to do that. Uh, make sure to give a rating, give a review on Spotify and an Apple podcast. That'd be great. I would love to see that. 
uh, it helps the podcast a lot. So please definitely consider doing so. And if you watch it on YouTube, definitely subscribe if you haven't already and stay tuned for more because there's more coming in Behind the Voice. At least I would say two more actors are coming as guests this month. So stay tuned. You'll, uh, I hope you enjoy those. So thank you so much for watching and I'll see you guys next time. And if you don't get the talk, I'm just going to say here, Happy New Year to you guys. And, uh, you know, take 2024 by storm and make sure that you achieve what you want to achieve and all you, that you always dreamed of achieving and start from next year because, you know, a new year is a new beginning. So uh, see you guys then. Take care.